Cape Cod-style homes with white picket fences, perfect lawns, and a car in a driveway bring back memories of mid-20th century middle-class America. But did you know that deep in the Amazon rainforest of Brazil lay the remnants of just such a town built by American industrialist Henry Ford in the 1920s? A town he aptly named Fordlandia. I am your host, Peter Zablocki, and this is History Shorts. Henry Ford was born on July 30, 1863, on a farm near Dearborn, Michigan, where at a young age he displayed an early interest in machines and technology, taking apart and reassembling watches and other mechanical devices. After pursuing an engineering career, Henry Ford completed the construction of his first self-propelled vehicle in 1896. Yet, his quick rise to power and fame did not come about until 1903, when Ford and a group of investors founded the Ford Motor Company, which in 1908 introduced the Model T Ford. The new car design was affordable and designed for mass production through the introduction of the moving assembly line, which significantly increased production efficiency and reduced the cost of manufacturing. By 1914, the Ford Motor Company was not only producing the nation's first affordable vehicle that would revolutionize transportation and societal norms, but it also introduced a production and employment standard that many people and companies aspire to. Within that same year, Ford implemented the $5 a day, doubling the average factory wage to $5 per day. This move not only improved workers' living standards, but also helped attract and retain skilled employees. Ford had a strong anti-union stance and resisted labor unions in his factories. He believed that paying higher wages and providing employee benefits would eliminate the need for unions. Furthermore, the higher wages allowed Ford's workers to afford the very products that they were producing, contributing to the growth of a consumer culture. In addition to increasing wages, Ford reduced the standard work from six to five days in 1926. Believing that a happy worker, surrounded by a standardization and order, was more productive, the Ford Motor Company strived to improve the work-life balance for its employees. Ford continued the trend by implementing various employee welfare programs, including recreational facilities, educational opportunities, and healthcare services. The company the company's sociological department was tasked with overseeing employee well-being, including issues related to housing and personal habits. By 1928, global trade realities would see the great millionaire attempt to translate his socio-economic innovative model of life and efficiency to a place as foreign to the idea as he could find, Brazil's Amazon jungle. Ford's interest in Brazil was twofold. The first was a business venture, while the second was a vision of building an ideal city to fuse the concepts championed in his United States factories. Britain's monopoly on Southeast Asia's rubber was driving up costs for his new Model A cars, so Ford sought a cheap source of latex that would allow his company to produce its own tires and cut costs. Ford's vision was rooted in vertical integration, controlling every aspect of the supply chain for his automobiles. And by establishing a rubber plantation in Brazil, the millionaire aimed to control rubber production from seed to tire, ensuring a consistent and reliable supply. The Amazon basin Henry Ford chose as the site for his plantation and the town he aptly named after himself, Fordlandia, was primed for rubber production with its one-time vast supply of rubber trees and rivers. Yet the cultivation of rubber trees was not 
not standardized. Because the earlier local practice of close placement and planting had exposed the trees to blight and parasites, many world powers, including Britain and the Netherlands, chose to ignore the region for that very reason. Ford pounced on the idea and soon received rights to commercially operate a nearly 6,000 square mile tract of jungle. The town's construction and the land prepping for growing rubber trees began almost immediately. Ford envisioned Fordlandia as an American-style town in the heart of the Amazon. The idea was to transplant American values, habits, and lifestyle into the Brazilian rainforest. Ford's ideal city included carefully planned urban infrastructure modeled after American towns. This encompassed schools, hospitals, housing, recreational facilities, and a grid-like street system. Because the millionaire was a proponent of healthy living, it was reflected in Fordlandia's design. The town included recreational spaces like a ballroom dance hall, a movie theater, a golf course, and other facilities to promote healthy living among its residents. As the local Brazilian workers willing to move into Fordlandia lived in American-style suburban homes, they were also made to shop in the town's company store, where they could pay with specialty money, a currency made specifically for Fordlandia. Ford sought to impose American cultural values on the inhabitants of Fordlandia. This included attempts to modify the local workforce, dietary habits, working hours, and even recreational activities. The philosophy had unintended consequences, as the imposition of American cultural values faced resistance from the local Brazilian workforce, leading to frequent cultural clashes and labor unrest. It also did not help that the city was built with a separate neighborhood, the Villa Americana, for the American staff that worked there. Offset from the center of Fordlandia, akin to a suburb and a city, the Villa Americana had the best views and was the only section supplied with running water, while the Brazilian workers had to get theirs from wells. After some issues with finding the right manager that could quell some of the locals' resentment, Ford's ideal city hit another major snag, one that could not be ignored. Fordlandia was not producing any rubber. Even bringing an expert botanist from the United States could not fix the issue of planted trees not taking any root. Surprisingly, the toll of clearing more land for rubber trees and the lackluster growth of those that actually took to the soil lasted for more than 10 years. Yet by 1940, it became evident that Fordlandia was not meeting expectations. The newest outbreak of a devastating leaf blight affecting rubber trees just as the latter began to make some profit for the Ford Motor Company made the case for closing shop only that much more evident. The final nail in the coffin came with the outbreak of World War II and Ford Company's focus shifting to wartime production. Soon, attention and resources were diverted away from the Fordlandia project. Ford Motor Company sold its assets in Fordlandia to the Brazilian government in 1945 after years of difficulties and setbacks. The equipment and homes were left to the elements, where to this day they rot and rust in the Amazon's thick air. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out History Shorts on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to your shows. You can also visit HistoryShortsPodcast.com.